hello and what is it happy friday i know i've been completely off of my schedule and i have not been recording much of anything at all actually and now i'm here to <laughs> hopefully bring a good episode to you guys yeah hi i hope everybody had an amazing thanksgiving i hope everybody's been being kind to themselves. Like I said, I know I have not recorded an episode lately. I've been lacking on that extremely. There's been so much happening in my life as that tends to happen. You know, I, I've never had a perfect life and it's never been very simple either, though I try to make it be. Not always successful though. But, you know, I just wanted to check in and talk with everybody, have a, a little chat about the things that we want when it pertains to relationships. People usually don't believe this when I tell them. But it's never been wrong before. I've actually had a very, very good track record of these things. So what I'm about to say might sound alarming, but I feel like a lot of you will actually also agree with me. I can tell within the first, and this is me being generous, I can tell within the first five minutes of of meeting either a possible romantic or platonic interest, I can know within five minutes if I'm going to get along with them. Platonic, it starts with a handshake and eye contact. Um, And romantic, it's the hug and the eye contact. Within the first five minutes, I can tell where the chemistry is going to be, what their personality is like. And this is all on a surface level. I'm not saying that I can give you a complete breakdown of this entire person's life. But I can tell. And a lot of us can. This isn't a special Nadia-only ability. This is something that we all possess, but a lot of us, again, don't listen to. And I feel a lot of this is due to a sense of not really trusting in yourself and not really trusting that you yourself know what's best for you at that moment in time. And a lot of people don't actually pay attention to what's best for them. We pay attention to what other people say is best for us a lot of the times. You might not consciously think that you are, And again, this doesn't apply to everybody, so take it with a grain of salt if this is definitely not you. But it's a common mistake in dating and getting to know somebody. You think that you should like somebody. You think that they're the right choice for you. And honestly, you can like the thought of somebody. It's it's possible, you, you know, you create this romanticized version of a person in your mind. But... Liking the thought of somebody and liking who somebody actually is are two different things. If you try to start a relationship with, I like this guy, but he would be better if I changed him into this. And therefore, I'm going to embark on that journey to try to change him or her into X, Y, and Z. Which, by the way, is not the best route to take. Now, again, I can't tell you what to do with your life, but I can tell you somebody with experience, um, not a good choice. 
not a good choice. It just doesn't, it's exhausting for one, because you're expending an immense amount of energy trying to change somebody that has been on this earth for 20 plus years, developing their likes and dislikes apart from you. In their mind, there was a them before there was a you. So therefore, they're not going to change unless that is something that they want. Let me say that one more time for the bitches in the back. A person will not change unless it's something that they want. And this applies on all ends of the spectrum, ladies and gentlemen. It applies on all ends of the spectrum. If you date somebody because you think that they would look better if they lost more weight or if they gained more weight or if they were funnier or if their personality was more... You can't date somebody on the what if of what they currently are not. I'm Stop with the fixer-uppers. You can't fixer-upper a person. That's not fair to the person. Imagine telling somebody, it's just like, yeah, I didn't used to like you, but after I forced you to change all the things about yourself that you probably liked, then I felt better about you. Didn't like you before that. I was just holding out for the fact that I wanted you to be the better version for me and not for yourself. I would drop kick somebody in the face, I think, for that because that's fucked up. It's not fair. Mainly, it's not fair, right? So you have to think about the dynamics of what that does to not only you but the other person in building a relationship, right? So I am of the mindset that I think that when you meet somebody and you're dating somebody, so you're in the process of meeting and dating somebody, right? You should like them for what they're showing you currently, right? When you're getting to know them. And I'm not, I'm not saying that you're going to like every single thing about a person because there's a cupcake phase, right? But, you know, you should like the basis of their personality. And the, the, the base of a person's personality, right, is their humor. The type of music they like. Are they a person that likes to stay out or go in or both? Are they social? Are they introvert or are they extrovert? Well, I guess that's the stay in, go out. But, I mean, I guess it could be, you know, separate things. What I'm saying is that you should be getting a nice baseline. That's the point of courting, right, or dating. You're getting a baseline of the basics of this person to see if they match up and or align with what you like to do. Because if you're going to be in a relationship with this person, believe it or not, you're going to be spending a good amount of time with them. All right? doing all sorts of things and stuff that is not really pertaining to fucking each other, emotionally or otherwise. You are going to be doing activities, right? Riding in the car, going out on dates, right? Meeting each other's friends and family. There, there are things that you are discovering about a person to see whether or not you're going to get along with them. And as you keep going through, you know, this is, again, this is the point of the first few dates, you know, and this is before sex. And I know Sam and Pedro don't agree with this because the horny bastards. But 
I really do think that sex can kind of muddy the waters and kind of speed up the cupcake phase. I don't want to break that down for you guys. Speeding up the cupcake phase, right? So the cupcake phase is where you guys are all like, oh my God, baby, baby this and baby that. And I'm going to kiss you all the time. You know, it's, it's the cupcake phase. It's a great phase. It's a lovely phase, okay? We all love the cupcake phase. And if we could stay in the cupcake phase forever, some of us kind of do for like the first two years, um, you know, then that's, that, if we could stay in that forever, that would be awesome, right? You're getting to know somebody. You're not seeing somebody on their worst day ever, in the cupcake phase, not always, I guess, you know, you work up to that. It's something that you grow into because you have to figure out how they deal with trauma and stress and all sorts of things. Um, but sex kind of, you know, speeds up that process. It's kind of like a fast track lane where you bypass all of these things, right? And automatically you're creating this very, well, sometimes intimate. I guess it depends on how you have sex, right? But you're creating this automatic intimate connection with somebody, right, through sex, or you're hoping that it'll kind of speed up the process of intimacy, right? You're seeing somebody in a very vulnerable state physically, right, because they're naked, and, you know, you're doing the thing. We all know how sex works, right? So you're, you're doing this very intimate thing with somebody that you don't very well know. You haven't spent a lot of time with them. You just know that I know what their favorite color is. I know that they hopefully. I know that they have brothers and or sisters. I know that their favorite color is X and we went on two dates and we had food and we stared at each other for a couple of hours. We've been texting, right? You don't really know enough about a person at that juncture, right? You're still getting to know them. So when my, my thought process is, is that, you know, when you have sex and you speed up the process, it kind of I don't, I can't even really say that it's like a, I feel like it spoils things quicker or not quicker. Cause I'm, that makes it sound like I think that all things get spoiled over time, but you know, it's, it kind of ruins the building intimacy of getting to know the person. And it could just be the society that we live in, right? Because we're used to like that quick get, you know, Amazon prime, everything's there in like an instant, right? But you know, it kind of blocks off the potential for intimacy. It blocks off that working desire to get to know somebody's emotionally intimate parts of themselves, right? And you're skipping straight to the fucking part. And again, I'm, and I'm not trying to sound like somebody that's like, I think you should stay a virgin until you get married. And if you fuck somebody on the first date, then they'll never want to be with you. Because that's false. You know, I know a bunch of friends that are actually married to people that they slept with on the third or fourth date. So, that being said, um, you have to, not have to, because you could do whatever you want. You have to play it by ear because it depends on the person. But getting to know somebody, the actual courting and dating portion of dating, which we oftentimes forget, is getting to know a motherfucker. You look at high school sweethearts, for example. They are in school together, right? Thus the the term high school sweethearts. Most of the time they are in school together. They are spending time together together. 
Monday through Friday and sometimes Monday through Sunday for at least eight hours every single day. And then eventually they they have sex, right? And then they stay together and, you know, maybe they don't, but most of the time they do. All I'm saying is that there was a built-up of intimacy. They got to meet each other's friends. They got to consistently share meals together, which I've said several times and people don't believe me. Sharing meals with a person is very intimate. You're eating with a person. You're staring at them. You're talking with them. They're seeing you eat. You're seeing them eat. You know, you're in a, a, a very intimate setting of consuming food. And when you're eating, you're actually very vulnerable because, I mean, I am not paying attention when I'm eating food. Somebody could come up and fucking rip my hair out of my head and I would not be prepared. So, you know, there's a lot of intimacy in that. We forget how intimate very small things are. Hugging, holding hands, kisses, not making out, kisses on the cheek, on the forehead, on the hand, on the palm. You know, we're forgetting how intimate these little tidbits can and are with things and stuff, right? We neglect it. We abandon it. And then we skip. And this is, I, I, this is just a, a theory. But I think in part, it's due to the fact that psychologically we are afraid to let somebody get close. We're afraid to take those slow steps and really let somebody get to know us for who we are. And this could be for a number of things. You could believe that you're not good enough. You could believe that maybe you're not all that likable beyond, you know, certain things, right? It could be because you believe you're not um, enjoyable to be around. It could be for any number of reasons, right? And that can directly contribute to fast tracking or wanting to fast track that intimacy as opposed to slowing down, getting to know somebody, letting somebody get to know you and figuring out if you guys are a good match. And I've done this before where, you know, I get on one or two dates and I'm just like, oh my God, like I'm really attracted to this guy. And then, you know, it's really, really hard to, you know, not contain yourself. God, kind of sound like a hoe, but you know, I'm just saying that there's no we don't slut shame on the show fuck that I take that back I don't give a shit we don't slut shame here okay if you if you have or you know do or whatever you're not a whore you're not a slut you're not crazy you're not any of those things fuck that okay we don't slut shame here but I have done those things where I have been at the budding of a relationship and I have tried to fast track those things because I thought for one reason or another, I wasn't going to be interesting enough to get to know. I thought that, you know, because I can be a little bit weird, you know, um, that somebody wasn't going to like that about me. So I was walking on eggshells trying to be the sexiest, baddest bitch, right? But really, I'm kind of a goob sometimes, you know, and that's okay. I think that's a great part of my personality. My family loves it. My dog loves it. My best friends, my best friend loves it. All my friends love it. I mean, otherwise I wouldn't have, I, I guess I wouldn't. I, I don't think they'd still be my friend if I was like kind of whack. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, all I'm saying is that, you know, when you're in that headspace of I don't think that I'm good enough, so therefore I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And then you perform a sort of self-sabotage on yourself. You know, you're not getting anywhere with that. You're not moving forward. And this is where that self-reflection comes in. 
baby boys and girls. You have to realize that there is that reflection that you need to go through to figure out where you are on that spectrum if you are having trouble with relationships. That spectrum of where am I and what do I want? What have I done um, in relationships that I feel I can take personal responsibility for? And sometimes, you know, and again, I'm going to stop myself and say this as a disclosure. I should have said this before. This does not apply to abusive relationships. You are not at fault if somebody decides that they are going to be abusive or harmful towards you. That is not your fault. There is nothing that you did to deserve or instigate that kind of relationship. Right? If somebody deceives you, you know, they have the cupcake phase and all of a sudden they're a violent human being. Like, no, that's not your fault. Right? But I'm saying in relationships where we are personally, when we're seeking out relationships and we are personally self-destructive with the way we are in seeking out those relationships or looking for those relationships. And, you know, when you date and you go out, you test the intimacy, you hold hands, you maybe share a kiss, whatever, and you go from there. You know, there's no hard feelings if you go out and you kiss and whatever and it doesn't fucking work out. That happens fucking a billion times to people. Um, Just take it for what it is at face value. Did you have a good time? Yes. Okay, great. So no, no hard feelings lost, right? You went on one date with the fucker. You kissed him or her. That's it, right? Did you have a good time? No. Then fuck him. Don't feel bad about it. Fuck off, right? So... Take things one step at a time. Try to ease yourself in to getting to know somebody. I'm literally rocking back and forth as I'm saying this. Not in like a like a fetal position rocking back and forth. But like I'm like do the motion with me. Like you're easing in to a situation in dating. You're easing in. You're taking things one step at a time and you're deciding where you want to go with him or her take the time to spend time with them see it you know if you like them enough that you feel you would like to introduce them to your friends or family you know whichever order you guys want to do friends or family first it's up to you right then you know spend more time together you know Get to know each other. If, depending on how you move and how old you are, we're all in different stages, make, make it fucking official. Be their boyfriend or girlfriend. Go from there. Enjoy the fucking ride. Enjoy getting to know a person. Sex is not the only thing in a relationship. It's an important part. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking joke around about that. It's an important part. You need to have sexual compatibility with your partner. All right, that's important. But that's not everything. You aren't going to be consistently riding a person's dick the entire fucking time. All right, you're going to be talking with the person. You're going to be eating with the person. You're going to be liter- like, like not sleeping with, but sleeping next to a person. All right, you're going to be sharing a bed with a person. You're going to be sharing space with a person. There's, there's, you have to kind of like them, <laughs> at least a little bit emotionally, right? You have to like 
what it is they're about. And sex is not the only part of that. It's important to realize that. That there is ways to go about these things. There's ways to go about dating if you want it to be successful, right? And if you're in a phase, baby girls and baby boys, if you're in a phase where you feel you are not ready to commit to somebody and all you want to do is fuck around, then fuck around. But fuck around with people that respect you. And you know when somebody is going to respect you the moment that you meet them and you share some space with them, some non-sexy time space. I'm talking like sitting down and having a fucking drink, right? Because I've, you know, I've been in relationships with, and I call them relationships, but they were like failed relationships because everything, almost everything nowadays is a relationship, but people are afraid of the R word. So, you know, it is what it is. But I've been in relationships with people that didn't even like to hear me speak. They're just like, you're talking too much. Why are you talking? Like, I don't want to hear you speak. I'm, I literally only want you around because I want to have sex with you. So either shut up and have sex with me or you can leave. I've had people treat me like that. And it's shocking. It's never not shocking, right? And it's a total turnoff. It's very aggravating. It's hurtful, right? And in no world should somebody be treated that way. You shouldn't treat others like that, and you shouldn't allow others to treat you like that. It just shouldn't happen, and that's when you dismiss yourself, and you never talk to that person again. If you can't be friends with a motherfucker, then you probably shouldn't be trying to seek out a relationship with them. You know, where I've had times I've been sitting in a car with a man, and I've been driving, And I was so fucking nervous to speak that I was sweating. Because I was scared that if I said anything, he would tell me to shut up or that I would say something stupid. I felt like I was literally walking on eggshells. I was fucking nervous. But there's other times that I've ridden in cars with a man where it's just like I wasn't afraid to let anything come out of my mouth. Not not offensively, but like I was speak my mind and if I felt a certain way about something I would say it like I've had those moments before and I'm in favor of the positive moments over the negative moments you know sometimes when we're in a set when we're involved in a sex only type of relationship with a person especially a person that's very dismissive or rude or emotionally abusive um, the sex very much clouds how you see the situation. There's like a rose-colored lens there, right? And it's just like, do I, want, do I see myself bringing this person to meet my family, right? Or bring them around my friends? If you feel like you can't even bring them around your friends, people that you spend time with that know you very well, fucking next. You don't need that kind of negativity, in your life, buddy. So I'm going to end this off with my usual. I know it's been a while. My usual. I hope everybody is taking care of themselves emotionally, physically, 
I hope all of you guys had a very positive Thanksgiving experience to those that celebrate Thanksgiving. I hope there was some juicy, nonviolent family drama that we can all laugh about. Because I we always have that. I mean, I had it too. <laughs> but <laughs> I hope everybody has an amazing weekend with your family and your loved ones. I will attempt to keep things steady and get back on my regular uh, recording routine. I think I might switch back to Sundays now. But I love you guys. And I really appreciate every single one of you that tune in to listen to my channel and value what I have to say because I value you guys just as much. If you like my podcast, please be sure to share it with somebody if you think somebody needs to hear some of the shit that comes out of my mouth. I love you guys. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye now.